Traders, good morning to you all. Um, you're very, very welcome to today's pre-market trade plan live session. And today now is Friday the 10th of November. And the whole point of this particular session for the next sort of 15 minutes is for us to do our analysis and be prepared as we possibly can for today's trading opportunities. So when those markets do do make those moves, we can hopefully be, uh, be prepared um, and uh, we'll be able to act with a high degree of, of conviction. Uh, when we trade okay so let's get straight into it then we'll uh we've had certainly a, a very interesting trading day in the end yesterday so uh let's just do a quick intro we'll of course just start with our risk warning uh currently up on the screen so let me take that back um so please take a brief moment and familiarize yourself with our risk warning currently currently up Okay, so um, all profitable traders, they need to be able to consider which markets to trade. So trade selection, important feature of any trader's strategy. What are you trading and why are you trading it really is, is kind of the answers that you need to have. Um, where do you then want to enter and exit those markets? And more so from a consistency perspective, it's not about the one-off trade. Um, we, we're currently in a, in a dollar-yen uh, one-off trade, which... You know, we don't get into that often, but we're in it for very, very specific reasons. So we have a certain approach, I guess, and it's meaningful. And we we, we fully embrace uh, the risks involved in a trade that's perhaps a one-off type trade um, because the upside is quite considerable. So these trades don't come around that often, but when they do, we like to perhaps at least delve into them a little bit more. Um, but more consistently speaking, your entries and exits are an important feature of, of course, your ability to navigate these markets. How do we then manage these risks? How do we manage each trade to a successful outcome? You know, mitigating risk, booking and profit, decisions along those lines. And then trade psychology and how that can impact your decision making as well. And don't forget, it's not just your own psychology as an individual when you get to your trading desks that you might, you might, um, might influence some of your decision making there's also market psychology as well the way some of these markets uh, ebb and flow so it's really quite a broad topic but uh, it's an important one nonetheless okay so we address these considerations every day in our live trade rooms that's the first thing and we are strong advocates of our uh, of being consistent in your trading strategy and approach being accurate with the levels we use there's they're not randomly generated numbers they're they're we, we, we picked those particular prices for, for very specific reasons. Um, we're disciplined with our capital and we can be very, very patient. And the first half of this week was all about patience, really. We're able to execute some trades yesterday and we'll, we'll see how those are, are, are likely to get on very shortly. Okay, so let's get straight into it then, guys. Uh, good morning, everyone. Good to have you with us as always. Um, let's bring up Forex Factory. So this is, a, this is a review just prior to the uh, European Open, of course. Um, we've had a, I suppose, a relatively quiet week uh, up till yesterday evening. Now, we've had a, a couple of little, a little developments yesterday. So the first one was Jerome Powell um, delivered his speech. Uh, he, was, he was involved in a, um, well, he delivered the opening remarks no, no, sorry, that was on Wednesday. Sorry, let me let me scroll down to Thursday. Sorry, here we go. So 7 p.m. yesterday, we had um, a speech from Jerome Powell, and he was participating in a panel discussion. 
and the title of that discussion was Monetary Challenges in the Global Economy. So the upshot of that, I don't know if you saw it yourself, but it was very much around you know, the Fed, we won't hesitate. If we've got our analysis on, because we're data dependent, if the data starts coming in higher than expected, then the Fed won't hesitate to start raising rates again. And that's probably when the US economy gets into some real serious trouble, um, where these markets have been resilient for most of this year. It's really trading against the Fed and assuming that the Fed will not just be pausing, but will be lowering rates. And the Fed keeps saying that that's not really on the table. Uh, and we are more than prepared to go higher if they need to. So that shouldn't be a shock to the markets because that's what Jerome Powell, it was a kind of a version, it's, he, he delivered it with, with more purpose and meaning last night. But, you know, they did say that the Fed last week at the FOMC would raise rates if um, if the conditions uh, required it. And, and, and this is the problem with being data dependent. If you're data dependent, you make decisions based on the data, of course. You're not front running. You're not taking the lead. You're not in charge of inflation. Inflation is completely in charge of your decision making. And that's a dangerous place. History will tell you that's a dangerous place to be. Uh, we've had softening inflation before after major spikes, only to see further major spikes um, come down the tracks. So they're adamant that it looks, everything looks as if deflationary forces are, are kind of dominating. So this inflation numbers could come down. But um, as we as we keep saying, we're going to be a little bit binary in this way. So next week, we've got inflation numbers coming through. And if we get a hint of higher inflation, then we'll probably see uh, US equity markets rolling over to the downside. and We'll probably see uh, a risk off trade begin to filter in. Uh, the opposite is also true. We're expected to see an improvement on the inflation story. It's supposed to come in in around 3.1%. And if that's the case, then that would show you know a sizable improvement on the inflation story. And we'll probably see a bit of an uptick in, in stock prices as a result. So we can literally be that binary with these markets at the moment. It's not so much about interpretation now anymore. Um, okay, so so that was a very interesting um, uh, development for these markets. And I suppose the other news of note is the, the ICBC, uh, China's, well, it's one of the world's largest banks. Um, it, it got hacked uh, yesterday. And uh, that's the Industrial and Commercial Bank of China. So uh, I think on an asset basis, I think it is the biggest bank in the world. Um, so, and for that to be hacked by that that group, that you know, that criminal gang, uh, I think they're connected with Russia in some way, or as expected that they are um, holding them to ransom. Um, you know, they had to use really old school um, means in which to transfer data, and you know, it, what it points to is is how um, if the largest bank in the world by asset can't sort of defend themselves against criminal gangs, it just exposes the whole system really. It makes it all very, um, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of at risk, isn't it? Uh, with these ransomware attacks 
and um, I suppose what they do with the information, how they utilize it, and, and um, you know, it's really hard to identify kind of the full extent of the, of the problem. And of course, they're very rarely forthcoming in telling you that all the information that you that we would need. Um, so it's just a risk for the financial system that that the largest bank in the world can actually be hacked in this way. Uh, and it should be a little bit worrying. Um, now, you know, we'll find out, I'm sure, in due course, whether the, uh, you know, the, there's obviously some sort of um, ransom uh, to be paid to get the, to get the information back, perhaps, of some kind. It's, it's really hard to know. And, and this gang is supposed to be connected to the Russian government. So we'll see how that plays out. But um, panic stations really for financial markets. We had some really jittery markets there for a little while. So in terms of today, you can see Friday the 10th of November, um, we had UK GDP numbers actually come in a little bit better than expected. We're expecting a, a really flat number and, and it is a flat number, but it, it's certainly a little bit better than what was anticipated. So we are, as far as the UK's economy is concerned, we keep uh, sort of bouncing off when we go into a contraction, we keep sort of bouncing off and there's a bit of mild good news, let's say. Um, and this is another example of that. So we're flatlining as far as the UK economy is concerned, but we're not flatlining as bad as perhaps we thought we were. Um, if there's any consolation in that. So we'll have a look at the pound now in, this, in the second. Prelim GDP numbers quarter on quarter. Um, we're not in negative territory. We're mildly positive. Nothing to be too excited about, but um, there's still some uh, difficult difficult times ahead. Um, and the only major news event, we've got a few more central bankers uh, today. Um, Christine Lagarde, let's see if that's eco uh, due to participate in a fireside chat in the Financial Times global boardroom. Okay, that could be quite interesting. Um, we'll see what, what she has to say, whether she reinforces the same kind of rhetoric uh, that we heard from Jerome Powell yesterday. That will be mildly interesting, so we keep an eye on that. And then uh, consumer sentiment numbers. So we're expecting to kind of stabilize, really. That's the forecast uh, for um, consumer sentiment. So are consumers a little bit more positive or are they a little bit more negative? Well, actually, over the last sort of 12 months, no real change. It's kind of just sitting and waiting and seeing uh, by the looks of it. So that's what these figures are likely to, to suggest. So the question is, how do we utilize this information and what decisions can we or should we make? So we were able to get into a couple of trades yesterday, and really it involves around selling these resistance levels. So yesterday we were we were really bullish for most of the trading day. And we said if this market rolls over to the downside, we're going to look to get into it. Now we're also um, in the, the the Dow Jones and also the same trade in the Nasdaq. So yesterday we saw some follow through. Today we're getting a little bit of a bounce, but these are the trades that we, we're we're really looking to try and get into, um, which are strong directional trades on daily time frames around strong resistance levels and and that's really what we find ourselves doing at this time so yes we are getting a little bit of a bounce so far today uh, we're looking for this bounce to 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 basically unravel we're trading around with um the 
200 period moving average for the Dow Jones and we've bounced off the, the 100 period moving average. We have this ascending level. So this is an opportunity to, to, to look to if we're going to get any kind of corrective move. And that's really what we're looking to trade is just a short term corrective move. We don't really have to break and make new lows in this market. We've got a, a sizable risk reward um, in these trades to just get down to perhaps um, 32,800, for example. So we're going to continue to monitor those. Um, we'll see how these markets perform. They seem to be in a bit of a strange mood mentality at the minute. And um, there's a lot of talk about sort of a, an end of year rally or the, the Santa Claus rally is what they can call it. And um, we will see if that comes to fruition or not. So a little bit of a bounce in the FTSE. Um, you can see that the trading over the last week in many of these markets has not been it's not been that wholesome. The DAX looks like we're, we're, we're probably edging a little bit higher short term. Um, the Nikkei is again a bit of up and down this week. It's not a it's not a clear cut. Um, it's not clear cut price action. And, and then in Bitcoin, this is the uh, this is how volatile this market can be. We we've got a two thousand say two and a half thousand move to the upside yesterday. Um, we, you know, due to this um, this bit of panic in financial markets, we saw um, the best part of a two and a half thousand dollar move to the downside. So we got this inverted U or inverted V shape, a uh, bit of price action, and that's a this alone in the space of what we're talking about twenty four hours. Um, we've seen a, a five thousand dollar round trip, and, and that's not that's not all. We've had another, um, let's say, fifteen hundred dollar move to the upside, which now looks like it's beginning to roll to the downside. So, um, this is just goes to show how how volatile, how how extremely volatile this market is, um, and we've experienced. Uh, we're in this upward trend. And you would think that you know any kind of cyber attack of any kind, you know, Bitcoin would um, would rally off the back of it. But in actual fact, if there's a, if there's an attack on the financial system, you know, the the Bitcoin wants to kind of integrate and it wants to kind of track. Um, you often hear about you know Bitcoin um, moving in line with equity markets so when they sell off bitcoin sells off when they strengthen bitcoin strengthens but that that's a tenuous argument so for now a really bullish upside move uh, lots of tailwinds but um right now that is pushing higher and just to just a quick word on the commodities we're, we're, we've extended this week to these lows and there is the potential to start buying at these lows we do have an upside bias in U.S. oil and in gold, um, but as you can see, the, the the momentum currently is very much lower. We had a little bit of a bounce yesterday, but um, unless we're going to bounce off these levels and start breaking higher with a little bit of momentum, we, 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 we're just a little bit cautious right now. Um, 
sort of waiting, biding our time to see if we can get into these trades at these lower levels. So a little bit of a bounce off these lows would would interest us. We probably won't put it in our trade plan today, um, but we will, um, you know, the 77.10, for example, uh, could be an opportunity to start buying. The problem is with, with gold and, um, and oil is... Uh, they're in this little bearish move as things currently stand. So we kind of need that bullish move to kind of, you know, take on a life of its own. And we need to see a little bit of momentum to the upside before we can pull the trigger. Okay, last but not least is, is the dollar. So we've we've spoken many, many times about um, the fact that this market created a, a pretty accurate support level and last friday we had a really explosive move to the upside we do want to take note of that particular move and what it meant was the um the support levels in this market prevailed we had a sort of a bit of a choppy period prior to it so we've we've pushed to the upside and now we're potentially pulling back so if we pull back a little bit lower we'd be looking for that next leg to the upside um certainly this would be more of a risk on trade so we keep talking about this um, this trade-off between equities to downside are a weaker dollar. And it's like either or. You don't want to trade both because it, it would imply that there's some sort of hedge in those trades. So let's uh, let's see how we get on. Right, um, pound dollar rolling over to the downside, as you can see, there's the potential for a bit of support down at these lows. And again, it's that trade-off where equities lower are dollar weakness um, and at the moment, we're kind of positioning ourselves in the uh, in the risk-off trade in the equity markets. That's taken priority right now, but that, of course, could change. Um, we're still in the dollar-yen. That's the unique trade for us. So all we wanted to really do was to try and get in as high as possible with a stop-loss outside of, of recent highs and see if this market can hold. Um, and as you can see, it's, it's rallying quite significantly this week. But uh, the longer we stay in it, the uh, the better. And um, we we could get some BOJ intervention at any minute. Uh, elsewhere, it looks like the dollar is beginning to strengthen a little bit. Um, dollar CAD, a little bit of indecision there. Now the, the dollar strengthened quite considerably. So last week, it was all about dollar weakness. This week, it's about dollar dollar strength without any real material support from um, correlated markets so they're in a bit of a, a strange phase at the minute so do bear that in mind and that's really the psychology of these markets there's a bit of nervousness out there there's a bit of apprehension um, so the yen pairs just rolling over off their highs a little bit yesterday uh, in the euro yen and pound yen they had been pushing really quite significantly higher so we're going to switch rooms now guys we're going to switch to our um uh, european trading room where we'll go through break these trades down in a lot more detail uh, as far as the trade plans concerned for today um let's put this together so so today's trade plan is as follows so we started to see these market conditions begin to turn risk off from a technical perspective. We started to see uh, a bit of volume to the downside off the back of Jerome Powell. 
and that sort of rollover mentality. Now, we're looking to see a series of rollovers, not just one. So our expectation is, um, so now we've kind of found those risk-off market conditions, so we can call it as it is. Um, so broadly, risk-off market conditions, um, So, following on from last night, we're going to just use the word further risk off market conditions expected. Right, let's leave it at that. So, that's kind of our broad summary. So, right now, we're getting a little bit of a bounce off the lows, but we're looking for those prices to continue to roll over to the downside and we'll see how we go on. So, we're either looking for the opportunity to sell US indices at the correct time. That for us was last night off the back of Jerome Powell. We kind of got a bit of a solid heads up. We we waited a, a little bit to see how how purposeful the move was, and then we were comfortable getting into it. Um, so, so U.S. Uh, indices weakness or um, Said these markets are in this sort of strange dynamic um, or uh, US dollar strength. So US indices to the downside. So I'm just thinking of how we how we all sort of position ourselves for the day. So US indices, let me just bring that back up because uh Okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to either have a look at U.S. indice weakness um, and dollar strength, or we're going to look at U.S. indice strength and dollar weakness. So the, what we're trying to do with, with this is um, is to just explain, we, we kind of want to trade the correlation. So we either want to see indices to the downside and the dollar to strengthen, or we want to see indices actually strengthen or push higher, uh, and we want the dollar to weaken considerably. And there's an opportunity for both. So um, these markets are likely to wait for Jerry Powell's speech at 7 p.m. tonight. That's pretty much intact. So, so this is our trade plan. Um, and we don't really have a huge amount of news to sort of move markets to any great extent. So today's trade plan, our summary is really around further 
risk off market conditions expected. So as a result, we're primarily looking for US indice weakness and potentially dollar strength, or we're going to be looking for the US indices to strengthen from these lows and probably focus more so on the dollar weakness trade. So that's the uh, that's how we're going to try to position ourselves today, and that's what probably we will uh, we'll be talking about in a little bit more detail now when we switch rooms. Okay, then, guys. On that note, listen. Thanks very much for joining us. The narratives are a little bit conflicting at the minute. We've had a bit of a, a strong rate pivot, Fedish dovish Fed pause now since the FOMC. Now we could be switching to this higher rate for longer, a bit more of a hawkish Fed, you know, if, if, the, if the conditions uh, prevail. So we could be transitioning from this risk on to risk off. We got a bit of risk off yesterday. We're looking for continuation today, which means indices lower, broadly speaking, dollar higher. That's the, that's the correlation we'd be looking for. Um, however, if this risk on trade does prevail today, then we might get a bit of short-term upside in equities and we might get some actual... Uh, dollar weakness beginning to play through great stuff on that note guys thanks so much for joining us as always uh, any questions feel free to post them and um we'll obviously have a good weekend if we don't see you uh, we'll be back again of course monday morning and if you are interested in learning how to trade you can access one of our discounted live trading and, and education bundles which is currently on our website so do have a look there um now, our bundles start from $59 a month. So uh, for more information, just go to thelivetrading.com um, and connect with us through our website if you need. Okay, then, guys, on that note, listen, thanks so much for joining us. Do take care. Um, we're going to switch rooms now. So we'll see those of you who can join us in our European uh, trade room in just a few seconds. So from everyone here, take care. Bye for now.